0: Welcome to another episode of The Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss a statewide plan to improve dental health, raising children's mental health awareness by motorcycling, and Amazon's program to decrease work injuries. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 86 for the week of May 24th. I'm Matt Moneypenny. Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is t 55 x X3 toxic effect of soap assault. Um, Yeah, this is an interesting one. I don't think, that, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I don't know how this could actually happen. Is it a bar of soap? Is it liquid soap? Is it Dawn? Is it actually, you know, getting soap in someone's eye? Is washing your mouth out with soap, the age-old phrase, is that related to this medical code? Is that what mothers all across the world for ages have been doing this whole time when their kid has a bad potty mouth? You know, I don't know. Or is it more like a solid bar of soap where they throw it across, right? Because I could see, you know, there's those artisan soap uh organizations that go to you know, they open up a booth at your local farmer's market and their soap is made from goat's milk or something like that. I wonder if they got upset and threw a bar of soap at you. First of all, that would be an expensive bar of soap to throw. OK, that's like eight dollars right there. Second of all, they're pretty solid. So, you know, I guess if that happened to you, T5 point zero x X3 would be would be your medical code. So, you know, interesting one this week. <laughs> All right, let's get right into the news. First up, we have Improving Smile Statewide. State of North Carolina health officials announced a new NC Oral Health Improvement Plan, which will help improve oral health of people in the state. This is a combination of plans from 10 regional areas across the state. The plan includes actions meant to address disparity issues in dental health. Some strategies to be implemented are encouraging more dentists to enroll in Medicaid, running public awareness ad campaigns aimed at groups that are more likely to experience dental problems, increasing the number of childcare facilities that offer early intervention programs, and working with parents to help them stress the importance of good dental hygiene to their kids. More than 200 organizations are working together, making it the first large-scale plan of its kind. You know, I feel like oral health overall is kind of overshadowed as far as, you know, I guess, I, I guess you could say a dentist is a specialty doctor, right? I mean, they're not necessarily a physician, but they have to go to dentist school, get their DDS and then, you know, open their own practice. So it's very similar. OK, but for whatever reason, a lot of people overlook their oral health. Um, and I think it's just because it's like an after it's an afterthought. Right. No one really likes going to the dentist in the first place. I've never met someone who's like, oh, yeah, I like getting my teeth scraped. Like, that's a fun activity that I like to do once a year. I can't wait for that to happen. Right. But then they, the dentist's office kind of forces you into doing it by after the appointment. They're like, all right, let's schedule the next one right away. Let's get it going. Like, let's do this. And then you get that little card that has the appointment reminder. Um, But the problem is, is getting to the dentist. Right. And also, I do want to say that dentists have, you know, I don't know if this, this, is, this must be effective because they do it all the time. But dentists have a tendency to kind of guilt their patients. Right. I don't know if you've been like this, if you've experienced this before, but I've definitely experienced where a, you know, you go to the dentist and the dentist is like, hey, do you floss? You're like, have you ever flossed, Mr. Dentist? This is not comfortable. I'm like sawing off my gums. Now, you should floss, right? Right. Maybe I'm in the wrong here. But when I was a kid, no way am I going to floss. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. So, um, yeah, that could be part of the problem. But, you know, this statewide effort is good because I think, You know, a lot of a lot of the reason why people don't go to the doctor or the dentist is because they don't have the education that they need or they don't know how important it really is to to take care of their teeth. So next up, motorcyclists promote May's mental health awareness. May is Mental Health Awareness Week. So motorcyclists in Nebraska held their 14th annual tradition to raise awareness for children's mental health. Volunteer motorcyclists rode across Nebraska from May 19th through May 22nd for their Pony Express ride. The ride focuses on the message that mental health is fundamental to overall health. During the ride, bikers reenact the mail delivery service of the Pony Express by picking up letters about children's mental health written by youth, their families, and other supporters. The ride finishes at the Nebraska State Capitol to deliver the letters to state employees. That's very encouraging. You know, that's just a nice feel-good story here. the Pony Express was ever, was actually a real thing, which is interesting. Uh, it was like the first ever actual postal service that the United States had way back when. And then it formed into the, the, the post offices that we all know and love all across the country today. Um, you know, I think this is kind of a, a neat a neat thing. I, I don't necessarily know if they're writing with the children. It doesn't look like it off the picture, you know. Yeah, it looks like they just kind of ride around. I mean, that's neat. You know, it's a good. It's always a good cause. It's cool to see bands of different societies and cultures come together for a, a cause. So at the end of the day, that's pretty cool. And the next story I have for you is from Amazon to Amazon. Amazon is making a push into employee wellness with its new Working Well program that provides employees with physical and mental activities, wellness exercises, and nutritional support. It will launch across America's entire U.S. operations network by the end of the year with the goal of cutting recordable work injury rates by 50% by 2025. The program is made up of various components covering training and conditioning, wellness services, and technology. According to the retailer, the pilot program in 2019 helped decrease musculoskeletal disorder-related injuries by 32% from 2019 to 2020. Elements include videos on rotating topics, Created by health and safety professionals and injury prevention specialists. It also includes the placement of individual interactive kiosks in the building and Amazon stations for watching guided meditations, calming scenes with sounds, and more. Interesting strategy. I don't see, so, you know, this is this is kind of cool. Obviously, Amazon has been in the news rate right, lately for, you know, the treatment of workers, right? A lot of times Amazon has been accused of these these uh distribution warehouses as modern day sweatshops, right? Whether or not that's confirmed, I mean, I'm not going to get into that, but it is a workshop or it, it is a facility, a big facility, distribution facility at the end of the day, right? So it's not necessarily a comfortable place. So I don't really know. It kind of depends where these kiosks are, are laid throughout the building. If the kiosk is, you know, In a, in, in the middle of a distribution center talking about meditation and in the background you hear forklifts backing up, right? If you've ever been to any kind of big grocery store, you hear that noise, that dreadful beeping noise. Um, and it's not calming, right? So I feel like part of meditation is you need to be in a place that is very relaxing. So it'll be interesting to see where these kiosks end up going. Um, maybe Amazon, I mean, obviously Amazon has enough capital where they can create little rooms that are soundproof that have these kiosks that employees can utilize to calm themselves. So we'll see where that goes. But interesting idea. You know, if it actually has recorded proof from a pilot program in 2019, then, you know, why not? Why not implement it across the organization? And with that, let's go to our next segment B R E A C H Breach Patrol. It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol, where we talk about the latest breaches all across the world. First up, the government's prepared, but its public system wasn't. The county Ransomware gang failed to encrypt the systems of Ireland's Department of Health despite breaching its network and dropping cobalt strike beacons to deploy their malware. Investigators discovered these on the networks and deployed antivirus software and tools so it could block the attempt. Some functions of its IT system have been suspended as a precautionary measure. On the same day, CONSI operators breached the network of Ireland's Health Service Executive the country's publicly funded healthcare system and forced it to shut down all IT systems to contain the incident. The HSE said it will not be paying the ransom despite the widespread disruption. It's believed that the two attacks are part of the same campaign targeting the Irish health sector. So, you know, there's been a lot about ransomware, especially in the news, especially in the United States with the with the oil company that got hacked and ransomware, right? Um, but in this case, it's Ireland. And, you know, what is the ultimate goal of a ransomware person when they attack something like this? Right, it's it. You know, I don't want to. It makes more sense for them to, to target companies that, I, and I guess this kind of fits with with the Department of Health. But it makes sense that they would target companies that have and deal with a lot of sensitive information where time is of the essence, like hospitals, or you know, sensitive information from schools, you know, things like that. We've seen those in the past, and I've talked about those in the past as well. But I mean you know when you're talk when you're attacking an infrastructure of an entire company what, or a country what like what's the ultimate goal you just want to cause havoc like you want to make other people's lives worse i mean i guess you know they don't care either way cuz they're still doing it if they're attacking any kind of organization but i don't know it's just it's just an interesting thought right it's like ransomware is obviously a big deal um and and or mediating ransomware is even more of a big deal because it's really hard. But why? Why are we attacking infrastructure? Like, stop, you know? (laughs) Next up, graduating from college will wipe your bank clean if it hasn't already. An unspecified number of graduating college students in the U.S. have reported fraudulent credit card transaction after they made purchases at a popular cap and gown maker, Herf Jones. According to a security report, the American Graduation Accessories Company was hacked, resulting in the theft of student credit card information. The exact time of the breach is still unclear, but the students recorded making purchases in April. In a statement, the company issued an apology to all victims and said that it's begun investigating the incident with the help of a cybersecurity firm. Okay, so apologizing, that's good. Talking to a cybersecurity firm, that's good. But imagine being a college student, you finally graduated college, One of the, you're at the peak of your life right now, right? Huge deal. You know, you, you, you do the whole ceremony, you get your cap and gown, you go, your parents come, you, you know, you celebrate, you go to dinner, you get gifts. It's awesome, right? And you should, right? That's how it should be. But imagine graduating college and then you get purchases taken from you. But also, you know, that, that, that's terrible, but also targeting a company that deals with college students, right? I don't know about you, but if, if, you know, and this is different for every person, but I wasn't very wealthy when I was in college. <laughs> you know, I mean, like went you working like a minimum wage job in between classes just to make a little extra money, you know, for for food and stuff to hang out with your friends and then you get hacked. It's like, all right, enjoy fifty dollars, Mr. Hacker. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But it also goes to show you that any organization regardless of the industry that they serve even if it's something as, as silly as a cap and gown maker right that that sounds silly but you know they do deal with credit card information and transactions hackers are gonna try to get into to these businesses it doesn't matter there's so many businesses that have so uh poorly created infrastructure from a cybersecurity standpoint that it's it's scary and you know you end up with a story like this So. Goes back to the whole phrase of being vigilant. And finally, GuardMe didn't guard my data. Student health insurance carrier GuardMe took its website offline after a vulnerability allowed a threat actor to access policyholders' personal information. GuardMe is one of the world's largest insurance carriers specializing in providing health insurance to students while traveling or studying abroad. Suspicious activity was detected on the site, so the company immediately took it down. Threat actors were able to access students' dates of birth, genders, and encrypted passwords. In some cases, email addresses, mailing addresses, and phone numbers were also exposed. The insurance carrier's IT team has fixed the vulnerability and is reviewing measures to ensure the site has enhanced security. They are also instituting new policies for increased security, including database segmentation and two-factor authentication. Very nice. Two-factor authentication is always the solution. I have never heard of GuardMe, so I don't know if saying the world's largest insurance carrier specializing in providing health insurance was like a, uh, you know, grabbed from their website for this article possible. Um, but maybe they are that big. Maybe they are actually the world's leading insurance carrier for students that are studying abroad. Um, you know, I have college students, man, this episode. They're, they've got it rough. I mean, they've got it, they've got it tough right now. It's, you know, you go study abroad and learn about other cultures and live in another country. And you get hacked and then you graduate, you come back home, you know, you, you, you get back with your family. It's a big family reunion. You graduate college and then you get hacked again. It's like, Oh my gosh, something's got to give. So clearly uh, organizations that cater to college students need to kind of step up their game a little bit in terms of the cybersecurity uh, areas that they're implementing. And that's it for this week's wrap-up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Matt Moneypenny. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bandage podcast produced by E-Tactics.